Hi, so we're talking about open houses and a key element to attracting buyers um, is the pricing and also the marketing. But today I, I want to talk about the uh, pricing element. So the first thing is to establish the market value. And there's a big difference between market value and asking price. So I use three ways to establish market value. Um, it's important to add that I never give people a valuation. I never give people an opinion on price. I give them evidence and, and some facts and figures. And I will use three, three indicators, and I'm gonna call them indicators because it's not an exact science. And those three indicators are one price per square foot, two will be working out when the, the owner bought the property and trying to establish how much prices have gone up um, in that period. So if they bought it 10 years ago and they paid 250,000, I could see on land registry house prices have doubled in that period. So it would indicate that um, that house is now worth 500,000. And then the third uh, way of establishing market value, or the, the indicator, is to look at comparable properties. Um, that makes it a little bit difficult because there's nothing gonna be exactly the same, so you've got to add on and take off accordingly. But hopefully we can get to establish a market value. Coming back to the point, I never give an opinion on price. The reason for that is that if I have one opinion, the owners will probably have another opinion, and then you'll have some sort of conflict because um, their opinion will always be different and we've got to work together on the same side to get them the best possible price. So, and also if you do set a price, another agent may say a higher price and you know, then that's another reason you could lose the listing. So it's not about what you say the property is worth because I don't give an indication, uh, or sorry, I don't give a mark, uh, an opinion or uh, tell the owners what I think it's worth. I provide evidence and we discuss it and we work together on what we think the market value might be. Um, and then once we've established market value, then we've got to look at what the asking price is going to be. So let's just say we've established the market price is 550. And, I, and I, you know, the owners often, often have an idea in their head um, and I, I won't confirm it's worth that. I'll just say, well, let's, for, should we just say for, for argument's sake, it's worth 550, then we need to establish the asking price. So there's a couple, well, there's three options when it comes to asking price. One, you could put it above the, above the market value, maybe 600 to come down to 550. Um, you could put it on at market value, so you'd put the asking price would be 550, or put it below the market value and do an offers over price, so offers over 500. And it's for and against with, with all of those. Um, but you know, I, I always do open houses, I always do the price below market value and to push the price up. So you need to explain that concept to the owners and that's probably where you might get most of your objections. And so I just really wanna run through those objections so you can overcome them. And when you explain this to the owners, they'll hopefully agree with you and you can set an attractive asking price that will generate lots of interest. So in this example, I talked to the owners and explained the, the, the way to create the interest is to attract people in. Once we've got lots and lots of people interested in the property and coming through the front door, then they're gonna fall in love with it and start um, increasing their bids. Now the key to the success of this open house is to get as many people viewing as possible. And one of the ways is to, to set an attractive asking price. And when buyers are looking round, they'll be seeing there's lots of other people interested and that's what for, forces their price up, uh, for, forces their offer up. Um, so when the owner's saying, well, I don't want to accept 500, I really want you know, 550, 
you have to explain to them that it is counterintuitive, but the lower they set the asking price, the higher the eventual sale price. It is like an auction, and I think the best way to explain the concept to people is, is to ask them if they've been to an auction, have they, have they been on eBay and used eBay? Generally people have, and they've, they've realized they get carried away. And if you've got an example of a, an auction that's happened, and you can just gotta go onto Google and find an auction of a piece of fine art or a an expensive car. You can see uh, we've had one recently where rugby school has sold a painting and the, the, the starting bid was a million pounds and it went for 11 million pounds. So the starting price has no relevance to what the sale price will be. And I think uh, lots of people have seen homes under the hammer or cash in the attic where people buy knickknacks in a car boot sale and then there's an auction and maybe it starts at 10 pounds and it ends up going for 120 pounds. But they don't start the bidding at 100 pounds to achieve 120, it can literally start at 10 pounds. So it is all about explaining that concept to the owners about starting low, getting lots and lots of interest and creating a bidding war, creating that you know, uh, desire uh, and that competition. And competition is what forces the price up. Uh, and that applies in other areas. So if you're looking at share prices, if there's more people buying the shares than there are selling the shares, that competition forces the share price up. So competition is the key, and to create that competition, we must have an attractive price to get as many people through the front door. Um, as regards to sort of um, pricing, it's probably you know one of the two most important things. We've got to get the price right and the marketing right. And if you don't get the price right, nobody's gonna turn up and uh, so hopefully that helps you explain it. Never give the owner a valuation. You know, sometimes they think it's worth a lot more. And I, I was saying, well, it, you know, if the market will decide and if we get as many people interested as possible, that will force the price up. Um, sometimes they ask me for my opinion and I, and I sort of say to them that it doesn't matter what I think because it will be different to each buyer. So. Um, I'll give you an example that um, if it was a, an old cottage and it got a lot of land and it got a, it was near a lake, um, so one buyer might look at it and if he's looking for a modern property and he wants a small garden because he's retiring and uh, he's uh, got some grandkids, that um, they might not want to buy that because obviously it's too dangerous for the kids, the garden's too big, it's too old, and you might need some work. But if you had the ideal buyer, that says we've got two dogs, we want lots of land, we want something old with character, we love fishing or sailing, we want to be near the lake. That buyer, the second buyer, will obviously pay a lot more than the first buyer. So when people are asking me about the valuation and what do I think it's worth, I just say, look, nobody can pinpoint to the penny what this property is worth. It's impossible, nobody can. And the reason they can't is because it's worth different amounts to different people and it all depends on the buyer. So one buyer might have one opinion of price and another buyer, if it's just what they're looking for, will pay a lot more for it. We'll often ha have a, a bit of a competition in the office. A property will come on the market, we've done offers over say 500 and we'll all have a little guest sweepstake in the office. What do we think it will go for? Someone might say, well, I think it's gonna go for less than that, 480. Someone says it's gonna go for five, someone will say 520 or 530. And then someone comes along and offers 560 and we're all wrong because we found the ideal buyer and to, to get the people in, we have to track them in with the price. So, you know, pricing is a very difficult 
uh, question, and especially with the type of properties we're, we're dealing with, it's, they're, they're very unique. And I don't think we should be caught up saying this is what, what I think the property is worth. Keep the price, asking price low, get as many buyers through the front door as possible. And when they're through the front door, they will hopefully fall in love with it and the heart takes over and the emotion and they don't want to lose out on it. I know when I bought my house that I paid probably 10% over the market value because we fell in love with it and we wanted it. it. We weren't looking for an investment. We weren't looking for a bargain. We wanted a home where we could bring up our kids and they were very small. And you know, even though I was paying too much for it, I thought, well, well in a couple of years, if I'm paying 10% over the odds, in a couple of years, prices would have caught up. And we've been there 20 years and we've been very happy and we've loved every minute of living there. But people are looking for a home and it's an emotional thing. So the key is to get the people in. And when they see the other interest from all these other people, it forces them to think, wow, I need to make a really good offer on this property to get it. And people want what other people want. So when they see the high desire for it and they thought, I can, I can get this house if I just pay a bit more and a bit more. Um, so it just works. So that's pricing, get the pricing right. You may have some objections from the owners because they're, they're, they're often saying, but we're not gonna accept 500,000 or whatever. And you just need to explain, look, we're not asking you to accept it. This is to attract people in. We'll create the auction, create the bidding war, and just because this is the asking price doesn't mean it's a selling price. We're gonna get the price up, and if we don't achieve the price that you want and you don't sell it, then you don't pay us anything, so you've got nothing to lose. And we have a 90% success rate with this. And when I say 90% success rate, the 10% we don't sell is often because the owners have had a change in circumstances and decided not to sell for whatever reason. It's not because we didn't have the bids uh, and the offers on the table. So hopefully that's helpful. That's pricing. And next video, I'm going to talk about marketing, another equally important uh, part of the process. Thank you.